Hey guys, welcome back to the Panther Den podcast. I'm your host Cameron, and I'm joined tonight with Ethan. You guys probably remember Ethan on our alternate energy episode. Ethan, have you been on a podcast and on one of our episodes since then? No, 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 you haven't. Okay, I didn't think so. And we've got a returning guest star, Doug. How are you? You doing all right tonight, Doug? You, you bet. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Doug's got his notes out. He's ready to rock. No, I'm ready to write. Ready to... I don't have any notes. I've got a blank piece of paper. <laughs> I'm waiting to fill in the blanks. Well, that's good because there might be a lot of blanks tonight. So tonight we're going to go over a bit of a kind of a touchy subject this day and age. And it really shouldn't be that touchy of a subject. It's just the subject is we're going to be talking about the importance of small communities and building a tribe. And go I, ahead, Doug. I think it's a subject that's probably been lost. Yeah. I mean, years ago, it did exist. It, it was only within the last hundred years that I think small communities have been really kind of stamped out. I, I'm going to, I'd say less than that. I, I would narrow it down to probably, uh, I'd say 50. Really? Yeah, that, probably. That 50. recently? Because I, 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 when, even when I was a kid, um, there's a lot of difference from when I was a kid than what there is today far as a community. Uh, you had like, you had your 4-H groups. Everybody was in them. You had the old women around here. I say the old women. I'm calling my mother and your mother as far as that goes. The old women, they had they had a, a club. They met once a month, I believe. Uh, they would they would cook. They would take care of people. If somebody in the community needed something, uh, they would jump in and, and help take care of them, you know, send them what they needed, show up with food, with whatever. 4-H was very community-oriented uh, community back then. Ours in this area had its had its own name. There was one as far as close as eight miles away. I remember when I was a kid, we really didn't know the folks over there. The leaders of the 4-H did. They knew them because they would have their big meetings too and get together at the fairs and everything. But yeah, I think it's it's been. I'm going to narrow it down to fifty years or less. Well, in small communities, that's that's how humans mostly have lived. The majority humans, I mean, I guess you could count out the British Empire or the Roman Empire, but a lot, the majority of the humans lived in small communities the entire time humans have been around. Yeah, I mean, you I look, mean, yeah, go ahead. You look back in ancient times, we had tribes, clans, you had the Norse clans, you had the Scottish clans, you had the Irish clans, and these people, they just lived together, villages towns whatever even in more recent times i i say more recent but in the west wild west days you had those small towns and they'd be miles and miles and miles and miles away from any other town and they had to kind of fend for themselves the most part yeah and don't you know they were tough getting started yeah with the few people out there i mean you think about your uh, cowboys out there living in line shacks six eight nine months out of the year riding from one shack <laughs> to the next 
if they was lucky enough to have line checks, and some of them still do it to this day, as far as that goes, you've got line riders that'll stay out there. Not too many, but there is some, and they'll go out for months at a time. Well, and then Indians, the Indians is a prime example of that. You had your tribe, your group of people, and you would hunt, you'd fish, you'd provide for your family, you provide for the tribe. You know, if another family in the mm-hmm. tribe needed help, you were to help them. That's what you did, and you you helped fight off invaders and raiders. And Everybody brought something to the table. Right. That's what I'm right. saying. Right. Go ahead, Ethan. Well, and it's all, I mean, it's about being social. Humans are naturally social, I yes. feel like, period. Yes. yes. And uh, I think, and I've been watching YouTube recently, so this is kind of delving into that a little bit but neanderthals and homo sapiens existed at the same time but what and neanderthals had bigger brains they were they were stronger but and basically they had everything going for them except they weren't as sociable as uh homo sapiens that meaning they had smaller tribes and they would go out there in smaller numbers trying to survive but with that came a lot of you know, they, since they were bigger, they'd hunt bigger prey or they'd hunt bigger prey, which would in turn kind of knock numbers down. And, you know, when you have so few numbers anyways, you need those numbers to survive. And then when it comes to the homo sapiens, that the whole reason that they survived, uh, out survived, I guess the Neanderthals is because they were in groups in bigger groups and were more sociable than other uh, Neanderthals. And that's kind of where it all kind of branches off and where, uh, I don't know, they just become there. I just think that's what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that humans are naturally just social. Well, and, and that's kind of important. It's and, very and, important. And, and different animals are the same way. Mm-hmm. Some anim- animals are more social than others like that. You know, herd, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. herd-like animals. You take, look at sheep as opposed to as opposed to some of your others. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, predators. I mean, you know, there's lone predators. Yeah. Jaguars and and Yeah, how many stuff times like do you that? see a whole big bunch of bear running? Yeah, stuff? exactly. You know, They're solitary. Yeah. But you see a lot of sheep. That's yeah. true. That's true. And it goes both ways. I feel like we've really lost touch with that today, especially with the big city complexes and people moving to these, even people moving into these small towns and they try to make them just like the big cities where they escaped from. They moved out of said, Oh, I don't want to live in a big city anymore. And then they get in a small town and they go, oh, crap, where's my Walmart, or where's my this, where's my that, where's my Subway, or where's my... You've watched it in our own community. You've watched the farms. that When I was a kid, we used to to farm all this country around here. Mm -hmm. And those old folks died off, (laughs) left it to whoever, whatever. They sold it off, parceled it out. Somebody from town said, oh, I want to move out to the country. And they build a house 
and on two acres or mm -hmm. an acre and a half or two or three acres and then what next here comes the next old boy i want to live out in the country mm -hmm. what's he do he builds it right next to the other old boy you can't even piss off his own porch without seeing him mm -hmm. well He's and really messed up our country well and i mean even in rogersville didn't you wasn't there like a facebook poll or something that was saying what would you want to come to rogersville next and it, one of them was like a walmart and a whole lot of people yeah voted for walmart it wasn't That's even a poll of, it was just like a question and people were a lot the majority of people in the comments were like i want a walmart and i just put mm -hmm. nothing yeah. i said don't bring anything here yeah well and there that's the problem what are they bringing nothing but big corporations no and, they're bringing nothing but big apartments yeah with and, nothing to support it yeah so they're all yeah. going to go on into town mm -hmm. you know you have no good restaurants you have no good right, manufacturing yeah. jobs to speak of well yeah i mean you look at just places to flop <laughs> and they'll drive that 10 or, or 12 miles to work yeah or it's fast food places that are in a chain and can survive off of yeah, and only, 30 and people only a day certain, coming And only there. a certain few have access to that chain. Mm -hmm. It's hard to start up any kind of mom and pop deal and make mm -hmm. it work. Yeah. I think yeah. we're kind of bearing off a little, ain't Yeah. It? Yeah. What, are we, what do we want to... Well, what I wanted to go over is that there's just such a disconnect in small communities that of people that will provide for themselves provide for one another, protect themselves, protect one another through any means necessary against whoever is trying to impose their will upon them is very demonized in today's culture. I mean, you look at... Part of it is because we don't all know all of our neighbors anymore. Mm -hmm. We've had so many outside folks come in. Well, I mean... Nobody's going out to meet their neighbors. The, Everyone meets right. their neighbors yeah, on a phone. Yeah. I mean, and if not on the phone, but they wouldn't some recognize kind of them if they bumped media. into them. Yeah. But, yeah. You're right. All they know is a profile picture. Yeah. At, I want, at that. I want to paint you an example that I was going to say for later in the podcast, but I'm going to bring it up now. So, like these people that live up across from me right here, I don't know those people. Those people moved in from a different state. And I've, it's been on my mind for weeks, months perhaps, that I need to do this. I need to go over there. I need to just introduce myself and be like, this is me. You know, I'm Cameron. I live across the road. And try to get in touch with these people and kind of develop. You don't have to develop a deep connection with your neighbors, but you have to develop some kind of connection. Let them know you're not some psycho weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Because if something catastrophic were to happen and they see you running around with a firearm or something of that nature, they're not going to mistakenly shoot you thinking you're somebody trying to come harm them. That's true. Yeah. And you've got, they don't have to agree with you politically. You don't have, they don't even have to believe that you have the right to own that gun because if something like that were to happen, that's going to go out the window completely. I mean, there's no politics in a catastrophic event. There's no, the only ideal ideals out there are survival. Probably one of the best things a, a feller can do, and this is this is probably a topic for a, a whole another episode. But uh, 
something a person could do is say, hey, this is where I live. I attend church right down over the hill, for example. <laughs> I'd like to invite you if you all want to. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. The doors are open. Yeah. Because yeah. back in the day, that was one of the main gatherings mm-hmm. that you did. It, mm-hmm. it, it was churches. Mm-hmm. Church socials. You went to church. You dinner on the grounds afterwards, this or that. It was a, where the community went together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could kind of, it, it should still be that way. We should put that up front. That should be number one. Hey, I'm so-and-so. Nice to meet you. We attend down here. Welcome anytime. Mm-hmm. Ain't holding you, <laughs> you know. If you love us fine, we love you. If it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. But let us mm-hmm. let me tell you one thing. If you need us, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of, I think, where it kind of faded off was people, well, where it's fading off is that people don't really go up to people face to face. Like, like I kind of said before, it's all over the phone. And what's yeah. genuine over the phone? Nothing. I mean, yeah. nobody goes up to anyone anymore and invites them to, like, uh, any kind of gathering. Like, uh, we have some They don't uh, want you shaking hands anymore. Yeah. For Pete's yeah. sake, they've tried to take the handshake away from us. That is true. You know. That's very true. Well, and... I mean, I go to a, uh, like a neighborhood meeting and even, I didn't even know about it. If it, I wouldn't have even known about it if it weren't for social media, nobody came up to me and you know, nobody's knocking on doors. Yeah. I mean, and I think yeah. that kind of says some, yeah, some stuff right there. I know yeah. it's, I know it's a lot of time that people don't have to go knocking around on doors instead of just pressing, you know, 16 buttons and set and send on Facebook and it's a time saver. I'm not going to lie, but it's the effort behind it. That means a lot more than to me. But that means many, a lot more. How than many times at the end of the day, whatever your day consists of, whether it's your job, your after your job gig or whatever, <clears throat> that you sit there for 30 minutes, you're running through your phone, you're mm-hmm. watching TV. I'm, I'm guilty of it much as next person and i sit there and it dawns on me you know what i ought to make that phone call or i ought to go see him Mm -hmm. he's just up the road why didn't i go see him Mm -hmm. i've got a neighbor and it's so sad it breaks my heart i i ask about her and keep up through her uh my friend and, Mm -hmm. and and my mother but i've not seen her since covid outbreak that's what two years two, two years and two she and lives a half, half a mile from me no no but i know what you mean because uh one of my grandparents had passed away recently and the other one is is sitting i mean sitting at home all alone yeah is, is basically what it comes down to and i need to i know what you mean need to go out there more and need to get involved and that's the that's where i'm trying to put down my phone i'm trying to get off my phone in order to even just look up and realize that stuff. And it's hard. I mean, it's honestly hard to do that sometimes. Yeah, it really is. So a lot of days I wake up and I'm on my phone before I even fully open my eyes complete, you know, to where it isn't a blur. And that's, 
again, trying to stop that as much as possible. Cause I think that's where a lot of small communities can die is not seeing each other face to face, associating people around you with icons on a, on a screen. And there's no, there's no, well, let me throw this out there while you're trying to get that. Those old folks, like my folks, Mm -hmm. there is nothing that brings a better ray of sunshine in their day than for you to take two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, stick, take the time to stick your head in there and speak. Mm -hmm. You okay? You need anything? You all Mm -hmm. right? You know, we're here. Call me. Yeah. Good to see you. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what can I do for you before I go home? Mm -hmm. Guys that right there, you we're all fortunate or y'all are fortunate enough to have grandparents, but trust me, it means the world to them just to stick your head and check on them. Yeah. Yeah. That is so important. That's what keeps them going. And if that, if it's a routine, you're good about doing, they miss that when you don't show up Mm -hmm. or somebody doesn't show up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. Yeah. Well, even, even not only doing that with family or, or friends, but doing that to your neighbors, just going over, period. Yeah. Just going over and saying, Hey, you know, you guys, is there anything I can help you with? You know, if you take 30 minutes out of your time, say your neighbor needs help moving something that develops that connection. And even those people that don't share the same beliefs Mm -hmm. as you you can if you open their eyes and just kind of not necessarily try to convince them but you what's the word i'm looking for ethan you show them you show them you be the better person i mean you be the better person but you you take your like say you're in to homesteading these people up the road think that's stupid think that's ignorant you expose that's the word i'm looking for you expose them to that you expose them to your ideals you expose them to what you think and you get exposed to what they think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what this country is missing because they can get online and they can sit in their own little bubbles and they can sit in their own echo chambers all day long Mm -hmm. i'm guilty of it everybody's guilty of it i i am terrible about it a lot of the times I'm terrible about it, but that will expose them to new things and new ideas. That way, maybe if something bad were to happen, you know, they'd be more on board with trusting you and trusting yeah. the things that you know oh, and the trusting the things that you can do. Or maybe they might be interested in that out just in normal everyday life. You might convert somebody to to gardening or homesteading mm-hmm. or they, firearms they or may something. have their own thing to bring to the table exactly there's, there's two points i want to make off of that i totally agree with exposure is the key to kind of overcoming any kind of uh hate or dislike towards something that you have no idea over so like people in california would come out here or they hate farming come out here and they might like it you know if they were just exposed to it especially just doing something different like when i went to college completely changed my perspective after four years of living with, I mean, people my own age, 
and trying to fend for myself in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I can say I'm a better person for doing that, to be honest. And, um, Oh, there was one other point I wanted to make. And I think it, it's this, it's that just because you don't agree with somebody doesn't mean they're your enemy. I think that there's so much extremists, so many extremists and so much extremism out there that is like, it, it's like, if you don't agree with me, you're my enemy. Mm-hmm. However, that is not, not true at all. No, it's not true. And I, I've got lots of friends that, uh, boy, we don't agree on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I'd do anything for him mm-hmm. and I could call him and he'd do anything for me. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is looking at the person and instead I guess, of, yeah, I guess if you want to get right down to it, it's politically, mm-hmm. I don't agree with him. Right. He right. doesn't agree with me. But the funny thing is I've watched over, over many years when we sit down and talk, it's amazing how much we agree on, but his family's always done this. My family's always done that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, but he can't cut the cord. Mm-hmm. I don't care to cut the cord. That right. cord means nothing to me. But, and that exposure is really necessary. Pre, catastrophe Mm -hmm. pre something bad going on that relationship could save your life their life Mm -hmm. and And like something i want to touch on too is like what doug said earlier when you're building these small communities when you're if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast and says hey i want to be involved in a community I want to start or start a community or I want to build a community. You have to be an asset in some way. Everybody's going to be a liability at some point or in some fashion, but you have to have something to bring to the table. It's not necessarily you're an asset or your liability. There are going to be people that are going to be only liabilities. And those are some unavoidable. Some of those people are unavoidable, like elderly family members yeah. younger family Babies. members that's yeah. infants that's unavoidable yeah that's, that's but you you can find a way for them to be an asset if you have like grandma down here she might not be able to do it as quick as she could when she was younger but she can still sew she can still quilt she can still be cook. somewhat cook she can still you be can somewhat of an asset doctor doctor yeah put a chicken in front of her and she'll still kill it yeah <laughs> oh yeah Watch yeah. children. Yeah, give her an hour and you'll be eating chicken gravy. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that kind of leads me into another thing. You have to make sure your kids, if you're raising your kids, your kids have. What's wrong with this country is that too many people are raising their kids to be liabilities. They well, don't, they're not raising their and, kids to and be this an is, asset to their community and society. This is on the, on the, I guess, topic of building the tribe. Like what you want in your tribe. Yes. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have people that are going to be suited for different things. You're going to have to have a wide range of people. Go ahead, Doug. Okay. This is a uh, doctor friend of ours in the community pretty close. Very wise man. I really have a lot of respect for him, and he does his research. And 
I didn't realize this, but do you know that the biggest part of the jobs out there, you're considered a liability. You're not considered an asset Mm -hmm. to that company or to that hospital that you work for, that construction. You're considered a liability, not an asset. Now, wait a minute, buddy. I'm giving you 40 plus hours a week of my life trying to do the best job I can because that's the way I was raised. Because I was raised, if you don't, there's another old boy standing there waiting to step in your shoes mm-hmm. and take your job from you. And I'm making you money. Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm treating your equipment like it was my own, and I'm paying the repair bills on it. I'm trying to do you a good job, but you're still considering me a liability. All right, now the discouragement sets in, and I'm thinking then I'm putting forth all this effort. I'm giving you my all. And this is how I'm considered and how I'm looked at as a liability and not an asset to you. Mm-hmm. It's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the one thing I don't think should be so set in stone is that, and I guess with big businesses today, just business today, that's how it is. But in a, in a building kind of uh, setting when you're trying to build, it's going to be hard to kind of look past stuff like and that. Maybe it's a psyop. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, and this is a little off topic, but I think a lot of the trolls and stuff on like social media that just try and get stuff stirred up to where to, to, to divide people. That's, that's some kind of psyop. And if it's not a direct psyop, it's a psyop that has infiltrated so many people's minds that it's just kind of bled into society and it's naturally. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Some people get on there cause they think it's funny. And I, I'm going to be I honest. I'm going to be honest. I, I like to stir the pot online sometimes. No, yeah, I, just, and I, I think it's funny. People get is, mad and I'm like, I just shrug my shoulders cause I don't care. And I'm like, whatever. But then dude. there are people that actually believe the stuff that you're saying. And they're like, yeah, brother. <laughs> Woo. Like, they're just that's true you know well some of, some of the stuff i say i mean like i mean like well you can't read you can't read sarcasm that's true that's that's the hardest part about online oh uh, actually i'm going to preface this and say that 90 percent, actually 100 percent of the time whenever i try to stir the pot online i'm being dead serious like i'm not i'm not making a joke like i'm just making fun of you or whatever you're saying i'm just like dude i'm just yeah. i'm just trying to make you mad and like, I don't care if you well, get mad back. It's hard not to fight back yeah. when, when it's the passion in you and it's a subject that, that brings out your passion. It's hard not to get uptight about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So we're going to go ahead and take a break for an ad break real quick and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. So thank you for being patient and listening to our lovely little ad we've, we have now because we're finally making probably a dollar off an episode now so thank you guys for supporting that but so we got we kind of got off topic in the first half which is easily happens but we're going to go into kind of the taboo part of having a community or a tribe or a group of people that you're relying off of or just building a community with of in that is defending your community and 
you could be defending your community from name it, name some dangerous threat. I'm going to go with, I don't know, 1982 Red Dawn, the Russians <laughs> land. Off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. But a hostile, uh, it could be one person, it could be a group of people. There's threats out there. The world is dangerous. There's people out there that want to take what you have. Whether you want to believe that or not, there's people out there that want what you have and want to destroy you. I'm serious. Ethan over here kind of smirks, but I'm... No, I I understand. It's just... That's how I I smile through the pain, is all. It sounds crazy to a lot of people because we are so heavily relying on other people to defend ourselves and defend the things we have, but you shouldn't be relying on that and you should be able to protect things that you have and I people watched that you a lady mm-hmm. last night on a TikTok. She was just beside herself. Her point was very valid about what she was upset about, but she was also you gotta get out of the cities. You gotta get out of the cities. Get in your camper, do head out but no, stop. Don't I don't, if you head out of them cities, you're going to take your life in your hands again. Because there are the landowners out there whose family has spent generations putting together what they got. Mm -hmm. They don't want you city folks out here. They don't want you taking what is theirs, what they pay their taxes for, what they've spent their lives taking care of building putting together don't show up there and expect you're going to start squatting on their ground or start doing whatever you want to there no that's wrong answer wrong answer yeah. you better sit tight and defend Ooh, your, your, two, own. your two bedroom apartment that's and, right and it's and i see that but if they're ca- you're just running into another storm you're leaving the frying pan and getting right into the fire then Trust me. Well, I mean, if they're coming in cold and not, you know, kind of going up and saying, hey, I just moved in. I'm from this. Like like we kind of discussed before, it's all about face-to-face, meeting people, getting familiar with people. But, and it is, and I know it isn't like it's going to happen right away. I know it's like a lot. Like I know a lot of people are moving in from out of state, California, because houses here, especially in this area are very cheap compared out to or compared to uh the coasts and so people are moving in and you know they don't know anyone around and kind of like we said before there's there's that barrier of social media and or what i said before there's that barrier of social media Mm -hmm. and nobody's meeting meeting face to face and then there's that there's just a barrier of uh coming in and taking over maybe somebody's somebody's house that they've been on or been in for years. They better do their homework. They better do their homework. They better not wait till the last minute to to leave and go out and meet a community Mm -hmm. and and talk to folks. They better start building some relationships because you come in, like you said, come in cold. You think it was bad in there. It's not be a lot worse here. Well, and here's the thing when you're trying to develop your tribe or you're trying to structure your tribe, 
not everybody in your tribe is going to be suited as a trigger puller. Not exactly. Not yeah. everybody. And not but everyone should. The, but go not on. everybody should. And I'm not saying you have to be Mr. Billy Badass Hard Spec Ops Trooper to defend your home. But if you live in a rural area like us, like we do, and you have a substantial amount of land to defend, you're going to need to know things like patrolling. You're going to need to know basic skills, fighting skills, infantry skills, and you're going to have to be fit enough. You don't have to sit there and run a four-minute mile, but you've got to at least be able to hump it through the woods or plains or cornfields or wherever you're living at to defend and, and watch over your land. And one of my main things would be, first of all, you got to be a God-fearing person. Yeah. Because we're, we're going to be a church-oriented group. We're going to be God-fearing people. And he's going to be first. We're not, we're not the aggressors. We're going to defend as long as we can. But, and we'll stand on God's word. Because that right there is, that's, that's, that's the strongest weapon we have is God's word. And, and that, I'm sorry, boys, that, that's what it's got to be first. Uh, this Agreed. this whole this whole earth is just it's it's this whole place ain't home it's just a stop in the road mm -hmm. and we need to really think long and hard about that i i don't i i hope i never ever have to be an aggressor but i would like to invite anybody that's interested to come to church down there, come in and be a part of it and pitch in and we'll help you in any way we can. And, uh, we appreciate you being here and, mm -hmm. but, I, and, and I mean, again, with we're talking a, a heartbeat or a breath away. Mm -hmm. Get your priorities right and be right when you, you know, that's, that's, oh, yeah. that's where we really need to be. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing is, and if you'll have that and that's love for your fellow man. Mm -hmm. And if you'll have that, your community will work together. If you've got that mutual love one for another, the rest of it will, will kind of blend in and take care of itself and, and it'll, it can work. That's needed in a small community. It's absolutely needed. It's, it's, it's needed. got to be number one. One, mm -hmm. one thing I will interject and, and kind of play not necessarily devil's advocate. Cause I agree with you on that, Doug, but one of the things you got to make sure of in your mind, if you are one of those individuals that you're building a tribe or you're in a, or, or small community, they're interchangeable words. If you're building a community and you're one of those people where the responsibility of defending your community falls onto you, you have to be in the mindset of, yes, I'm a God-fearing person. Yes, I believe Jesus is Lord. But when it comes down to it, tooth or nail, I'm willing to do extreme things to protect my family and 
I will ask God for forgiveness afterwards, but I will do whatever it takes Absolutely. to defend what's mine. I, yeah, I, and, I, I agree with that. You, I, I you cannot that. you cannot hesitate. No, and because well, hesitation. In a situation like that, hesitation yeah. will get you oh, or somebody abs- else killed. It absolutely will. And I, I'm not going to disagree. With and you. I don't see the difference between uh, a 200 acre farm and a two bedroom house or two bedroom apartment. It's yours. When somebody comes it's in yours. and starts trying to take over it's or yours. take a little bit, yeah, yeah, it's that's not right. You know, like look, legally and morally, I don't think it's right. Which those things at, hardly ever line up. So look at. Look at Peter whenever they went to capture Jesus mm-hmm. in the garden. What did he do? He drew a sword and cut off one of the ears. Cut off the ears of one of the, you know, he he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the way it's supposed to have gone down, but that's what he did. But but you, yeah, you got to be. You've also got to take into account that you have to. You're not gonna just gonna want to organize or set up a defense in the moment. You're gonna have to have people, and you're gonna have to have a little bit of leadership. You're gonna have to have some kind of training, meetings, something that's gonna happen on a regular basis. And the the people that are chosen for a defender role need to be the right kind of people and they need to take it seriously and they need to think about it seriously and they have to be right. They have to have the right mindset. You can work. It's easier to work on your, your physical fitness or your skills better than it is your mindset. If your mind's not there, everything else is not going to be there. But if Mm, your mind's there, everything else will eventually fall into place. And vetting, Mm -hmm. vetting. You have to vet your is people. So important. A hundred percent. It you, can it can creep up and, and bite you. Yeah. It can, it real can, quick. It, it, can, can, it can shut you down. It really can shut you down. Yeah. And that's why I want to stress that if something like that interests you or you're wanting to do this, like like Doug just said, you I can't stress enough you have to vet your people. And you if one person to. raises a red flag and wants to question something, then shut it down and talk it over and find out the you, why, you have, what, why, and where. You ever seen that movie, The Patriot? Well, we've yeah, all seen yeah, The Patriot. Yeah, it's but been a long time. But he said in that movie, he said, everybody here is, come, is free to come and go at their own will. But while you're here, you'll listen to everything I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how you have to have not necessarily a centralized chain of command, but like the, cause you're not in the military. You're not, this is not a military thing. You're not trying to be in the military. You're just trying to defend what's yours, but you have mm-hmm. to have some sort of decentralized structure and guidance. You have to have a handful of people, not just one. You have to have a handful of people that you can, that are of the right mindset that have good leadership skills that will say, that people can turn to in a situation and they can make a decision. And sometimes that decision isn't always going to be the right decision, but they will make the decision and say, this is what we're going to do now. No. Yeah. You need a, you need somebody to pull the trigger. And I know that's how that this kind of got started, but I mean, 
England isn't ruled with two kings. There's, you know, there. it's just not how it works. Or three or four. Because if you start trying to divide the decision-making up, oh, everyone has a free, you know, an equal it's a democracy. part. Yeah, everyone has an equal say. Honestly, I see how the equality works there, but rationally, I don't think that works. Because at the end of the day, if nobody agrees on anything, nothing's going to get done. And being in a standstill is worse than making a wrong decision, I feel like. It is. In a lot of, in a lot of situations. And here's, here's one thing I want to say about that, is that the people that are in leadership positions in something like that, they have to be able to set their ego aside and they have to recognize that the way to lead somebody is not always command or demand. You have to say, like, for instance, let's just say that we have we have to go do something. We have to go say there's end of the world type scenario. Rule of law is out of order. We're trying to defend our home. And, you know, I say, hey, Ethan, we got to go patrol this section of the property. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to go, Hey guys, you know, I want some feedback. I want some suggestions. I want to say, Hey, how do you think we should do this? This is my plan. How do you think like you, feedback? You have this to give me feedback. This needs to be done. Let's f- figure out the best way mm-hmm. to do it. But quick, you can't mm-hmm. have everybody in that group thinking, Hey, I'm right. You know, this is how we're going to do it. Is the have, only way to do it. Yeah, you have to say. No. You know what this is a good time for? Hmm. In a situation like this, I cannot stress this enough, guys. Go to God in prayer and ask for guidance. Mm-hmm. Always in anything you do in life, mm-hmm. ask for guidance. That's true. Yes. That's exactly yeah. right. And and if you're all on the same page with that, you'll get along. You'll figure it out. You'll work together. You'll come up with solutions and you'll get your community will, will be so much stronger. It really will. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be times when things get rough? Yeah, they will. They will. But work through them for Pete's sake, work through them, talk through them, uh, get it took care of, get it behind you, move forward with it. Mm-hmm. But, and go yeah. ahead, Ethan. No, go, no, go ahead. But you have, you, even when you draw in opinions from people that you're leading, you still have to be the one to make the ultimate decision. Mm-hmm. You're not. If you're the leader if in the, the leader, leader position, if you're kind of, and you don't even have, there's, there's going to be situations where actually the way it should work out. I ideally it would work out is you don't even have to say, Hey, I'm the leader. People are going to, look at you and people can no. recognize and know like, Hey, this guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. This guy here, I trust him. Well, that that's where vetting your folks in the community and sitting, visiting, talking, learning with one another, talking with one another, getting to know one another, get it out there. Who's, you know, what you're about. I, I've got strengths of my own and some of them is not your strong suit right right and uh, you've got some that i don't have for one thing our age difference nowadays you have got the literal strength 
I, that I don't have that I've lost. And, uh, that's where I'm going <laughs> to need you guys to pick it up. You know? Yeah. And, that, but I've I've got a little bit of wisdom on a few things that you guys don't, and that's where mm-hmm. you're looking at me saying, "Oh, help me pick it up." That's I mean, and that leads back to what we were saying earlier. Not everybody's going to be able to do everything. Everything yeah. you have to have a diversity. Like, for instance, somebody like Carson, he works on trucks. He knows equipment. Mm-hmm. He's a he's, he's a mechanic. He's man. a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He's the and guy. You know what else he's good for? He's great for suppressing fire. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh true. Gosh. That's true. Nobody likes to pull a trigger like him. That is true. He loves laying down suppressive fire. Hey. Noted. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Yeah, he's ter- <laughs> write that down. He's <laughs> terrible. Write that down. He don't care if we eat today or not, but he's gonna lay down <laughs> suppressive fire. Oh man. No. Nope. And, and I've got another one that. If you need something to eat, we send him because he will bring back the meat. <laughs> he's awesome. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Because Carson amazing. Carson wants to eat himself. He he's wants to make sure he can eat too. Yeah, he's just gonna keep the suppressive fire going. But the other one will get out there and do the stalking and bring back the game. But you have to have a diversity of people, but you have to be able to vet your people. I I one hundred percent agree with that. We're we're beating a dead horse here on the vetting thing, well, but that's when it when it comes to actual like okay, say it is in times, say say it is you know some kind of apocalyptic, not apocalyptic, but maybe just like societal Rule breakdown is out the window. Right, right, and and I think. And this is kind of what I wanted to touch on on the previous one that I was on the alternative energy mm-hmm. is why I was so against I'm kind of against the nuclear energy and want to get more in the solar and wind because those are easier to work with mm-hmm. in a sense and water even those are easier to work with and you don't have to have a super brainiac scientist to my, go in and my go. grandpa built his own windmill that yeah, exactly right there is the old is, house up on the hill yep before we burned it down yep that's where grandma my grandma and grandpa lived and grandpa built his own windmill why don't there. we have windmills and well they're and he charged his own but he built his own welder too mm-hmm. your papa <laughs> can tell you about building his own welder that's Jeez. pretty cool yeah that's, that's the one scrapped it out <laughs> he scrapped it all out and sold it we should have took a picture of it and patented it anyway. <laughs> but or, yeah, he built his own welder. And he, he could forge, you know, look at look at mm-hmm. Jacob. He, yeah. he does a lot of forging mm-hmm. and welding and stuff like that. Our, my grandpa done that. But, uh, yeah, windmills or something. And and it's it's a skill set that, again, not everyone should have. But, like, it's it's easier to work on, and it, I feel like it's more sustainable than – uh, you know, trying to get an iso- a nuclear isotope. That's true. Who's, to, it, who's it going to bother tomorrow more if the lights go out? Us or the Amish? Us, right. for sure. Okay. Right. For sure. Learn to be Amish. <laughs> That's where it's really at. If you're Re- just... Return to Amish. <laughs> return to Amish communities. Mm. I mean, seriously, if the Amish had... If the Amish... If the Amish had the weaponry... Uh, that, you, wait. You don't think they don't? Well, okay, the Amish have <laughs> the weaponry. They love to deer hunt. Do you realize that... I feel bad because now that I realize that, that some poor old boy is going to go up some Amish community and ask him, 
hey, can I join you guys? And they're going to go, no, sir. I met a guy mm -hmm. who did. I'm talking really? like post-apocalyptic, like, hey, man, you got some bread and water I can and have. And they're, they're like, gonna no, go, no, because no, go, we're no. trying to provide for our own. I, I met a and, guy, though, that did join years ago, and he was as regular as we are. He, as he tried and... But no, he joined the. He oh, joined really? It. Yeah, joined in with it, and he's still with them. This is this, wow. day. this here. I just thought of something, Doug. This is going to get you fired up because oh, I'm. Geez. I'm going to remind you <laughs> of this. I, I want to apologize ahead of time then for what I might say. <laughs> um, you were telling me a story back. It'd been years ago. Uh, you went to some gun show, and some guy, uh, was there talking, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not going to buy any food or nothing for." The apocalypse because oh, yeah. I'm going to come out to all the farmers and yeah that was a highway patrolman oh really that guy really that was a high Missouri highway patrolman really saying this to one of our neighbor farmers who was at the show with one of our Green County deputies what did the deputy say the converse he this old this this uh highway patrolman had this little old pull behind like crawl in it and he can sleep yeah. himself you know sleep yeah. one lay two type deal he said oh i've got 1500 rounds of ammo in here and uh, and so much handgun ammo and he said if it all goes bad he said i'm on my motorcycle pulling this behind me he said i'll go to the nearest farm and just take his stuff that guy'd get smoked yeah and the, <laughs> I'd love my, to see you my try. Two, my two friends looked at each other, and the one that was a deputy looked at the one that was a farmer and said, what do you think of that? He said, well, I've got not six. At the 300 yards, I catch you coming, you're gone. And that's kind of where community comes in, because, I mean, even if he were to get in there, yeah, people that knew the guy, you know, if the guy were to ride up on his motorcycle, take over a little farm, the community would not allow that. No, and no. Inv I mean, yeah. invade one that second. guy. One thing I want to. But point how, out. how 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 rude was that to oh, think yeah. you're going to do that? How how realistic is that? And I that, mean, and that was a highway patrol. That's somebody that, that's supposed to be serve and protect. Yeah, <laughs> not pillage and plunder. Well, here's the deal on that. I want to point out something that that guy didn't think out very clearly modern modern vehicles these days i would say anything above a 556 i'm talking 760 by 39 and above is going to turn any modern vehicle regular stock modern vehicle into swiss cheese i'm mm -hmm. talking a full-blown car truck yeah. it will swiss cheese that vehicle yeah mm -hmm. you know if you roll up on a motorcycle you could cap somebody off a motorcycle with and a, keep the motorcycle for yourself with a pistol in so that guy clearly did not evaluate his situation yeah. very well at all he was trying to be a salesman and he uh, that pitch didn't work to these two because well what was he selling oh his little his little overnight camper yes that he could store you know weeks worth of food and thousand rounds of ammo in a little bit of snake oil and in there too. just to get him to a farm outside of the city so he could go pillage and plunder the farm and then he'd be okay you realize if you're fit enough you can carry that on your back yeah well <laughs> dang it. it i know i mean it's I, ridiculous these people that's just a prime example of what's going through some people's heads and why we're emphasizing to defend your community because mm -hmm. 
that is a number one example, a prime example of people that are willing to come and take what is yours. And and, and listen, people think, well, we're going to head for the woods. Let me tell you, do you know how quick you can extinct deer? How quick you can extinct squirrel? We don't have rabbits. We don't have quail. Dove come through Not in the anymore. fall. Yeah. Dove come through in the fall. Mm-hmm. If that, you can extinct yeah. deer overnight. Yeah. In an area, at least. Yeah. And like they won't. But like you, quail were around here not too long ago, right? Uh, I, a well, little bit. A little bit. Barely in my lifetime. Right. I've barely. seen one. Learn to farm. Learn to garden. Grow yourself some food. True. Get rid of your nice shiny green grass out in your front lawn and put in a corn patch in that out there seriously uh, even a high-rise like a high-rise garden bed seriously just a raised garden yeah. do something a four by 16 is all it takes get to some, get you a, a raised bed garden you can go to lynn pence over there in stratford and he will help you raise more food than you can eat in a year yeah it's amazing how much food you can grow in a small like surface area I, I it's used tons to listen to that man every week yeah it's it's crazy it is stuff and like that it's easy but that like we were talking in that one episode where we went over the mindset of modern society mm-hmm. the disconnect between your food is a thousand percent there i i 100 percent agree with that and because these, these people that i don't mean to cut you no off, you're dude. good you're good i'm cutting you off go ahead the the people that say things like oh i'm just gonna run out to the woods and hunt deer and live off animals wildlife and stuff these are the same people that'll turn their nose up at gardening Mm -hmm. or raising chickens or livestock or anything but you look at the native americans that was their downfall they didn't want to farm they wanted to live off the bison right Mm -hmm. right. and we come through they were they were nomadic people and a lot of them were they we the whites they wiped the bison out. Yeah, we went in there and we killed them for, for basically the fur and the horns, and left them a or lot just of times, to kill them. To or be just honest, to kill them. Yeah, so, yeah, that went on too. Yeah. Left them to rot because we didn't want the Indians to eat. We wanted to starve out the Indians, and they all went. Look at, I'm not even going to say any more about it because you can Google. All that. If you don't know. You can Google what happened to the Native Americans, it, and there will be a there will be a bajillion there will be a bajillion articles on Google you can read about you, it. You've heard that saying that we're all socialists now. In a way, we're all Indians now. You know, because they're coming after us. That's true. Well, you know, but we are we have the tools to and uh, maybe not tools, but the mentality to garden a little bit and grow our own food because. I see a lot of maybe memes isn't the right word, but memes uh, that say, oh, people spend $500 on a garden and get a 30 cent, you know, tomato and potato and call it, you know, say it's saving money. I don't think it's about saving money. I think it's about doing something productive and learning a new skill and knowing where your food comes from. Because I, I guarantee people can stock up. Self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and sustained. It's sustained. It's not somebody going out and buying uh, MREs. Save back some of the seed from that stuff. Yeah, and you can't. I'm, and it it'll last you. But you can you can't stock up enough food for a lifetime. No, like 
are we are we really going through what I'm seeing about these food shortages, these warehouses blowing up, uh, planes crashing into them? Is this real? Is this really happening? It's really happening, whether it's okay. orchestrated or not. Is there you go. The Bingo. Hey, hey, Bingo. Hey, Doug, before you, before you go off on a tangent here, we're going to have to take an ad break here that's, real that's quick. Great. Ad break. So we'll come back real quick, folks. All right, guys, we're back. Thank you for listening to our ad again, kind of suffering through that. So we're going to go back. We're going to kind of wrap this up and go through closing statements here. Basically, guys, small communities are taboo. Tribes, small communities, whatever you want to say, are taboo in this day and age. And they shouldn't be. We've lived man, woman, human, however you prefer it has lived in small communities for millennia. And just recently, it's become taboo. It's become wrong to try to defend you or your family or your property. And I'm here to say that if, if you believe that it's wrong to do that, then then you're wrong. You are. That's the only way I can put it is you're wrong and you're the kind of person that probably want to destroy things like small communities and you've just been brainwashed by society and the media into believing that so ethan you have anything yeah close out with that i think small communities need to come together in person and it's again it's kind of it's it's good that it's uh starting again getting out in person doing all that again starting to become a normal thing to do and a, a thing that isn't as it, it's becoming normal. And I just think to put down the phone and go over to your neighbor's house and knock on the door and just say hi, or not even your neighbor, just somebody in your community. Uh, is It's always good to just say hi and uh, have a friendly face on, but also know your limits, of course, don't let them let, let, you know, if you're wanting to welcome somebody from the outside, uh, vet know, them. well, just, just know your limits, know mm-hmm. what you're looking for. And if they can provide something valuable, if, if they're trustworthy, all that stuff. Are they a and, liability? Yeah. Yeah. And, and just betting, betting, betting. Yes, and very much. Non-vetted and, people are a liability. They're a major liability. They're probably one of the biggest liabilities you're going to run into. Look how many scenarios we have of situations that have gone wrong and come to find out who snuck in. Who snuck mm-hmm. in. One of the three letters <laughs> snuck in and took it over. Mm-hmm. or led it astray or whatever that's seriously that's you and vet them that's all it takes i mean and, lo- it, and, and loose lips sink ships yeah mm. yeah snitches get stitches there you go so keep that in mind all those liability and non-trustworthy people out there but bring something to the table bring Definitely. something to the table i don't care whether it's learn how to cook so um, yeah exactly cook so know repair, how to repair yeah. mechanic 
whatever just Ma- bring something to make my energy table. make food make water yes. make shelter yeah i mean that's that's Purify what you need water right yeah uh, help hunt and gather whatever mm-hmm. bring something to the table and uh show me show me you're a friend of mine and also don't look at people's don't judge people off of their social media judge them when you meet them face to face i don't think anyone it's it's hard to say if anyone totally is represent is represented 100% on t- social media i don't think so i think first to know impre- the person first you impressions have to- are so tough all bar all of my life anyway i don't know how it's been stressed in you younger guys lives but it's always been everything's based off of a first impression and you know mm-hmm. what we have all screwed up the first time meeting somebody somewhere. I mean, you, you don't get it right every time. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was a circumstance to where it was a tragedy. Maybe it was a, a celebration. Maybe it was uh, a work situation to where everything was really up to. Maybe it was just a wrong time, wrong place. It's not a good time to make a first impression. You can't really go there. Don't don't judge everything by that. Yeah, yeah. You you can't you, you can't you can't learn everybody in the first five minutes. But no, to kind of no. kind of play off that, you also don't let what you think you know or what you what you think you know about people and what you want people to be cloud your judgment. Well, yeah. that's oh yeah, that's very yeah, true. I, I agree with that. You can't. You can One person does not represent a community. You can't and wish it, it's in its entirety. You That's can't true. wish somebody into something they ain't. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want to. You know. I'm. I'm. Boy, I'm trying to give them benefit of the doubt. Try and try. You can try yourself right into a bad deal. That's knowing your limits. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Knowing yeah. when to stop and yeah. say this person isn't trustworthy. This yeah. person is exactly. vetted. Exactly. This is not worth pursuing. They're a liability and, look, and, and look cutting the cord. I mean, that's yeah. the hardest part is cutting the cord on, yeah. on people like that in your life period. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just, it's, it's hard when you know they're a liability in your community, in your life. And just to cut the cord is, is hard and it, and it and, can be hard. Anyways. And it can be, uh, it can affect even if it's your occupation or if it's your occupation or whatever, uh, there may come a time when you say, you know what, I'm hanging around, hanging around, or I'm working for the wrong person, or I'm hanging around the wrong folks. I'm not getting nowhere. I'm not mm-hmm. progressing. Not achieving the goals I'm looking for. I need to change the group of folks I'm hanging around. I need mm-hmm. to change the person I'm working for. It takes a mm-hmm. strong will to do that. It takes a lot of lot of nads to walk away and mm-hmm. and. And get yourself straightened back up, and it. But you'll be a better person for it in the end. Just hope and pray you got family, friends around yep. you that will help help you help be supportive mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a decision yep. like that. And that's the that's the small community that everyone wants to be in. I I, I mean, learned I learned just a long time ago when I was young and and working. I try not to burn bridges. I really mm-hmm. do. I try yep. not to burn bridges, especially with employees. And there's been a couple of times in my uh, occupational career that I've 
I've gone back even at times of day working. I left good. I left pretty decent paying jobs back years ago because it just got up. I couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to make a living, but I'm, I'm not going to make it with you guys. I'm done. It's not working right now. So I'm gone. Call me someday. I'm still friends with the guys I left, but I went to day working and I worked for, I went back to work at times for some guys that I'd worked for years ago. Cause I didn't burn the bridge. Mm-hmm. I didn't completely burn that bridge. Oh yeah. And, uh, it, it got me through some lean times, you know, mm-hmm. it kept, kept food on my table and stuff for me and the wife and kids. But so anyway, guys, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. Final, final thoughts, Ethan, two sentences or less. Anything throw it out. Iron sharpens iron, iron sharpens and iron. Uh, keep your powder dry. Amen to that, Doug. Always be in prayer. Always be in prayer. God's still in control. No matter how this old place ain't home, it's just a stop in the road. But always be in prayer. I'll second that too. My final thoughts is: vet your people, defend what you have. Build a tribe, build a community, stay safe, and we'll see you on the next one.